You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there in Cougar Nation. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. As promised, a one-on-one conversation with BYU tight ends coach Steve Clark. Let you hear from him on his position group. What do guys like Isaac Rex, Carter Wheat, Lane Lunt, etc.? What do they have to prove in 2021? He will explain. We'll also preview tonight's showdown in the round of 32 of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament for the BYU Women's Basketball team as they take on three-seed Arizona. What are the chances the Cougars can advance to the Sweet 16? We'll examine all of that ahead. So plenty to get to ahead here on a Wednesday edition of the show. So without further ado, let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 24th. 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focus on all things BYU sports. As I am apt to do, make sure you guys hit that follow or subscribe button if you're new to the show. That way you never miss an episode. Keep up to speed on everything with the Cougars every day with our daily conversations. And the only way to do that is hit that follow or subscribe button. One other thing you can do is tell your smart device, whether it's a smart speaker, smart speaker, not smart speaker, smart phone and smart speaker, excuse me, you can tell them play podcast locked on Cougars and all of a sudden it'll magically appear right there for you. So there you go. Don't try and combine phone and speaker ever again, Jake. Anyways, moving on now. Plenty to get to ahead on today's podcast. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about BYU women's basketball. They are in the round of 32 of the NCAA women's tournament. That takes place tonight. Tip-off schedule for 5 p.m. Mountain Time. As the 11 seed, BYU faces the number 3 seed, Arizona. Uh, That'll be on ESPNU. So if you want to watch it, it'll be on an ESPN channel and a big opportunity opportunity for BYU here, folks. We talked about it on Monday's podcast, previewing the showdown that the Cougars had against Rutgers. And obviously, I mentioned that they needed to have big outings from what I term their big three of this BYU women's basketball program. That being Paisley Johnson-Harding, Shaley Gonzalez, and Lauren Gustin. You're going to need monster outings from them once again in this game. Maybe even better outings than they had previously if they want to beat Arizona. The degree of difficulty goes up from here. Arizona finished number two in the Pac-12 this past season. Got a lot of talent, and they're a very, very capable team. And BYU will have their work cut out for them. But... I'm also confident that BYU has proven that they have got more than enough medal, more than enough talent, more than enough scoring, more than enough defense. I'm probably using too many more thans, but nonetheless, they have proven that they've got what it takes to win games at this level, and I'm looking forward to this matchup. Uh, It's a great time to jump on the bandwagon if you have not done so already. The BYU women's basketball team is the only Utah team still remaining in the postseason when it comes to the basketball ranks. Whether it's the men's or women's side of things, BYU women are the only ones still playing. So if you want to get on board, get on board now. It should be a lot of fun. ESPNU, 5 o'clock Mountain Time. And 
it's been crazy enough, but I wouldn't surprise me to see BYU really stun Arizona and make another run to the Sweet 16. This one might be the more unprecedented considering their double-digit seed, and as I've said previously on this podcast, in the NCAA Women's Tournament bracket, chalk normally rules the day by and large. Uh, as evidenced by, I believe, in the first round of the of the tournament, the round of 64, only three uh, double-digit seeds advanced, BYU being one of them, so just a big opportunity for BYU here as they take on Arizona. Uh, speaking of the Wildcats, the player that I would want you guys to know right off the top is Ari McDonald. She averages 19 points per game. Just a phenomenal player. 19.4 points per game, to be clear. Reese Kate also averaging double-digit points. 11.5 points, but I'm telling you, Ari McDonald, she is going to be a pro basketball player in the women's ranks, whether it's in the WNBA or overseas. She has got what it takes. She's the engine that keeps Arizona humming, uh, just a point guard who's got a lot of speed, a lot of ability, and BYU will do well uh, to slow her down if possible. I- I'm not convinced that you're going to shut her down completely, but if you can hold her below that scoring average of 19 points per game, you're going to give yourself a chance. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. I know that Jeff Judkins is absolutely looking forward to the matchup. Uh, He's expressed his confidence in his team, but also just his excitement to have a team that's participating at a high level in the NCAA tournament. And that, if you're a BYU fan, should excite you because this is just a fun time of year. BYU, the women's basketball program, uh, for lack of a better term, is playing with house money right now. They were not expected to advance in the NCAA. Tournament. Well, guess what? They rallied from a 12-point deficit, upset Rutgers, and who's to say that they don't go out there and absolutely shock the world and take down Arizona? I'm not ruling it out. I am excited to watch this game. I will be locked in on it. The nice part is, considering my day job requires a lot of me watching the Utah Jazz, well, the Jazz don't tip off until 8 p.m. So I have got a three-hour block from 5 to 8 to watch this game in its entirety. I highly doubt it will take more than really two hours, but it's just going to be a ton of fun. And by the way, the men's basketball uh, setup in college hoops, the women's setup with the four quarters is so much better. Men's basketball needs to move to the four-quarter setup. I know that it's tradition to have the two 20-minute halves and blah, 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 blah. Break with tradition. Follow the women's teams. Follow the women's game and go with the four quarters. I think it's a great product. I think it's a lot more fun. Uh, You have to adjust the foul rules and that type of stuff. But, man, that's why you break from tradition. Modernize the game. Allow it to have a more free-flowing style. Don't stifle it. That's what I love about watching women's hoops. It's basketball. Let's be clear. It's a different style of basketball, but it is basketball all the same. The nice part is with the women's game, really free-flowing, really fun. They just get after it, and they're launching threes at a prodigious rate in the women's game just like they are in the men's game these days. So watch it tonight, 5 o'clock Mountain Time. You can catch the Cougars in action as they take on the Wildcats, and we'll be rooting for BYU to make that run to the Sweet 16. Funny enough, if they do win, uh, BYU would force a schedule adjustment for the bracket considering they're expected or anticipated or scheduled, however you want to say it. They're scheduled to play on Sunday. Obviously, institutional rules for BYU would necessitate a change in that schedule. And of course, the NCAA, uh, they have acknowledged that they will adjust if need be. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we will switch gears, talk some BYU football, a one-on-one conversation with Steve Clark, BYU's tight ends coach. 
fantastic, fantastic man, a great coach to boot. Had a great chat about his position group. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Blue Chew, guys. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, a fraction of the cost, excuse me. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. And the best part about it, it's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships directly to your door in a discreet package, guys. Check it out. Blue Chew's tablets, by the way, are also all made in the USA, so they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than using a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence for when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details, more details, excuse me, and important safety information. And of course, we've got a special offer for you guys, our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's it. That's bluechew.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring us here on Locked On Cougars. Folks, let's take a minute today and talk about our good friends at Built Bar. Of course, we've been talking about them for a long time now, but they are the best tasting protein bars out there, and that is bar none, and I mean that with the pun included. They are the best tasting protein bar you've ever had. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are the best complement to your health journey, no matter where you are at. And of course, they are trying to crown the best Built Bar of them all. They're getting in with the March Madness, the brackets that goes on this time of year. Well, guess what? They're having some fun with it as well. They are continuing on with their voting. I believe we're in, we're in the final eight here, the Elite Eight, if you will. And they have a big-time matchup today. Cookies and cream against coconut almond, folks. And these are two of my absolute favorite flavors from Built Bar. And I'll be honest, I love way too many of their flavors, but they're all delicious. But two of these today, cookies and cream and coconut almond, man, Hard to pick, but I will give the nod to Cookies and Cream just by the, literally a nose. I, I really believe the coconut almond tastes like an almond joy, so if that's your jam, check it out, guys. You can have your say in this by going to BuiltBar.com, casting your vote. You also can follow them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built and have your voice heard there as well. And while you're at BuiltBar.com, use our special promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You heard that right. 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 and save that money and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. You guys are aware that we keep you up to speed on everything involving the BYU Cougars every single day here on Locked On Cougars, but make sure you get all the other sports news you need in 20 minutes or less with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Burkowski hosts it and updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today or download it wherever you get your podcast. All right, it is time now to welcome in Steve Clark, BYU's tight ends coach. Coach, thanks for taking the time. How are you today? Good. I, I ripped my groin today, uh, celebrating a touchdown pass. Manly Hunshaw caught a, 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 a touchdown pass, and I went and gave him a big hug and ripped my groin really bad. And it's, it's kind of hurting, but it was worth it. So we have to put you on the IR? Is that what we were talking about here? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm day-to-day. <laughs> so absolutely well let's talk a little bit about guys like Bentley Hanshaw let's start, that's probably a good place to start he was a guy who came home off of his mission uh, we didn't see him on the field much if at all last season what's he done to improve and really I guess move up the depth chart here 
Well, Bentley would have would have played more last year, but he got COVID. Um, he was out for about three weeks, right in the middle of spring or of fall fall practice. And so um, he missed all of that time when we were installing everything and doing everything. And uh, just, it was just too hard for him to catch up. Now that he's, um, now that we're in spring, he's, he's taken a lot of reps and he's probably been the, the most improved tight end. Um, and, and I'm excited about uh, uh, what he can do in the, in the future. He's obviously got uh, good bloodlines, but I think a lot of guys in this group have good bloodlines. The Tui Pelotus, the, the Isaac Rex. Mm-hmm. The, the, what is it about BYU and the tight end tradition that apparently goes down family genealogy lines? Well, I think with you know with Bentley, Tim was a uh, offensive lineman for mm-hmm. the San Francisco 49ers for a long time. He was a, a, a captain of that team. Uh, I think when Steve Young was there. Um, so... You know, I think they, they, they grow up knowing how to play the game. Um, and, and Bentley uh, has some, has really good fundamentals. Isaac, the same way his dad coached him at San Clemente high school and his dad played tight end at BYU. I think that they instill in them um, what it, what it means and the same with the two Pelotus, they, what it means to play here at BYU. I think they, they, they grew up watching it and they know what it means to um put the Y on and go out and play. Isaac Rex, obviously the breakout star. I felt like of this offense a year ago, had the 12 touchdowns, uh, surpassed his dad in the process career touchdown wise in just one season. What has he done this spring to improve his game? So Isaac's gotten bigger. Um, you know, he's gotten, uh, I think he's gotten faster. He's gotten better at, um, and man-to-man routes, uh, which we've been working hard at. And he's come a lot. He's become a lot better at that. Um, so, uh, what Isaac needs is just consistency and to realize that he's not going to be an unknown, that people are going to know who they are, who he is and know there are going to be situations where we're going to look for him. And so he's got to, uh, he's got to, you know, just, just be ready for that and be even better than he was last year. Does he have the skill set you feel like will make him an every down tight end in the NFL one day? Yes. Yes. Without any question. I mean, size, size, speed, good hands, um, that doesn't mean there's not, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on him. He's not an NFL prospect right now, but in the future, yeah, he could uh, very well, um, you know, be in the NFL and be an every down tight end, but just, just sheerly on uh, size and uh, athletic ability. He needs to get a little bit stronger. They all need to get stronger to play in the NFL and, you know, work on explosiveness. Um, he needs, a, you know, to work on, uh, you know, flexibility. Um, so I, I'm not handing them over to the NFL yet. So I got to give you some things that, that are wrong with Isaac. And so he stays a few years. <laughs> Absolutely. I wanted to ask you about the guy we saw on the field with him most often last season. That is Carter Wheat. Uh, we talk about the family lines. Well, his dad Warren Wheat, an offensive lineman to BYU mm-hmm. back in the day. What about Carter's game uh, excites you? Uh, Carter's a little bit different than Isaac. He, he he relies a little bit more on speed and quickness, uh, a little bit more fluid of a route runner, um, can get out of in and out of his breaks um, very well, um, as good as as uh, some of our receivers can. Uh, he's got to work on um, strength, and uh, you know he just didn't do a lot of the 
the wing stuff that that Mason Wake used did last year mm-hmm. that we used Mason Wake to do. Um, and Mason's used to the physical aspect, the you know the, the collisions and the and so um, you know we're working with Carter on on keeping his his route running ability in check and then also uh, being able to uh, hold up at you know as a wing and also um, in a, as an inline tight end. I want to ask you about Mason Wake. He they list him both at fullback and at tight end. Like you said, he kind of plays that wingback position. He's a guy, I know there's the whole moniker Air Wake and everything after he did all the jumping last year. What about him makes him an effective football player? Is it just simply due to the fact that he enjoys those collisions? Yeah, that he, you know, he, he he's good lead blocker, tough. Uh, at the same time, he has really good feet and he's got good hands. That's what makes him so effective is we can um, line him up and run some, you know, away zones where he comes back and hits and blocks DNs and, and, um, and then we can slip him in the flat and he can catch the ball and get downfield. Um, and just, you know, he's, he's, he's built like a fullback and he catches very well. The jumping, the air wake is a different, that's a different story. He's done that since he was uh, little, it's almost a habit. And, and I talked with them all last year about mixing it up. You know, sometimes when they, you know, when they think you're going to be going up in the air, you, you know, run them over. And so we're working with him um, on, on finishing with the ball, uh, not just being one dimensional and jumping over everybody. Although everybody seems to like that. And I wish they wouldn't because he, the more that people talk about it, the more he does it. Um, but you know, he, 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 he needs to, to do a little bit more of keeping his feet on the ground and getting low and, and running through people. How will this offense change, in your opinion, with that wingback position, if at all, now that Aaron Roderick is the offensive coordinator? Uh, not, not much has changed. There you go. Coach Clark talking about Mason Wake, Isaac Rex, Bentley Hanshaw. Well, we got plenty more from Coach Clark. We'll round out the rest of the tight end group, and there's a lot of names to run through. Run through the Tui Pelotu brothers, Lane Lunt, some of the new guys coming home off of missions. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Let's take a minute today and talk about our good friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to get bet on all of your sports action, guys. NBA action ongoing, college hoops we've talked about today. NHL also in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Give them a try, guys. I guarantee you they've got it for you. They get you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. You heard that. F-R-E-E to sign up at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up now and receive your 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. You heard that right. 50% added to your account just for depositing money for the first time using that promo code Locked On. Take advantage of it now. It's all courtesy of BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. 
Are you guys ready for the NFL Draft? Join the Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 NFL Draft prospects with team-centric guest mock drafts right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing on now with Steve Clark, BYU's tight ends coach. Had a chance to talk to him for an extended period earlier this week and had a great conversation. There's no doubt about it, but wanted to catch up on more of the guys inside his position group and then later on a little bit more about kind of the overall look at the group as a whole, speaking of BYU's tight ends. We'll start off now with the Tui Peloto brothers, as you'll hear momentarily. So here you go. More from Coach Clark talking about BYU's tight end group right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. I also wanted to ask you about the Tui Peloto brothers, Hank and Ben. Okay. Um, Hank's ba- battled back from multiple ACL injuries here. Ben is just a freshman, if I'm not mistaken. So he's still pretty young in his career. What about them? What have you seen from them so far in spring? So neither uh, neither one of them are, are going right now because of uh, Ben's. Ben's has two ACLs, and the surgery is good. But the they did some um, reconstruction using some some tissue from the other knee to put into the the the, the ACL knee. And the the knee that's bothering him is what they took the the mm. where they took the the tissue from in his in his uh, his other knee. So we haven't we haven't played him. Um, he's still recuperating from from some of the he had a scope and some PRP injections that just don't allow him right now to go. Um, and then actually Ben um, tore some cartilage from the femur. I sounds terrible i don't i mean i don't know what it is but so he hasn't going either so we i really haven't seen much from uh ben and i'm hoping that that hank will uh, be back in in fall 100 percent. so because you know he's he's the real deal when he's healthy a guy that was kind of an unknown last season was a walk-on, if I'm not mistaken, from the JUCO ranks was Lane Lunt, and he kind of became your guys' de facto third tight end. What allowed him to step into that role so effectively and really earn playing time early on? Uh, Lane's tough. That's basically it. That's, okay. the, that's the answer. He's t- he's a tough guy, and uh, he he's he'll do he does whatever you ask him to do. He's not afraid. Stick his nose in there and and root people out. And so like today, I had um, I had you know uh, Lane and Bentley, Isaac and uh, Carter, okay. and so those those guys have been really the last probably four five six practices have been taking most of the reps and so um it's not like lane can't do any of the other stuff but his main deal is he can he's tough okay i've got three other guys i want to ask you about before we go here uh, Lokana enos is one of the new guys on your roster at tight end uh what's his background can you tell us a little bit about him from kahuku uh-huh um a little undersized right now um but can, can runs really good routes is fast um, he's probably going to be on a mission. So after this, this spring, he'll, uh, he'll take off, but, uh, good things in the future for, for low. Okay. And then the other two guys I want to ask you about are guys are coming back off of missions. Ethan Erickson as well. Uh, well, let's start with Ethan Erickson. He's a kid from Hawaii as well. I believe if Kahuku, if I'm he's not Kahuku mistaken. Too, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Kahuku guy. Um, yeah. Uh, so he'll be here. Uh, he'll start in the summer. Um, 
he's been working out. He hasn't been with us, but he has been in, um, in the area and he's been working out and looks really good. Uh, weighs 235, um, is real athletic, long. Um, so, you know, I, I, we're excited about Ethan and, and we'll, uh, we'll see, you know, where he fits in when he gets here in the fall. And then a guy that we have seen play for BYU be very effective is Dallin Holker. I think yeah. you guys are excited to get him back. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what do you expect from him upon his return? So um, he comes back actually Wednesday. Um, and yeah, we're excited to get Dallin back. It, it, we got to be fair to Dallin and not expect him to be the player that he was um, when he left. It might take him some time. It's tough on those return missionaries to come back and throw them right back in because they're just not physically ready. Um, so, um, but if he is great, if he is, we'll, we'll get him going. If he's not, um, he does have a red shirt year. Um, we just have to see, you know, where he's at. Um, these guys that come back, we, you have to be very careful with them. They get, they get hurt. Absolutely. And I think we've, we've had, like 38 of the last 44 missionaries that have come back and played have gotten hurt. And, and, you know, so we're, we're trying to be a little bit more uh, careful with him, but we'll see when he, when he gets back, he still has two days to go. So, I mean, he's, <laughs> he better be busting it up there in Washington right now. So I don't want him to hear this and think that he's coming back and, and starting to play football. He's got two more days to, to finish up strong. Absolutely. I, I wanted to ask you about just his skill set. Uh, how does it differ from guys that are currently on the roster? Is there anything that stands out in particular? Um, well, the guy caught 114 passes his senior year. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we've had anybody on the team that had caught 114 passes. Just a knack to get open. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so... You know, I think he'll be just as good as he ever was, even better. It just I just don't know a timetable. I can't give you a timetable right now. But we're excited to, to get him back. We're excited for the whole group. I think we're more a physical group. I think we're better run-blocking group. Um, we're better pass protection. Um, I know everybody wants to talk about catches, and <laughs> and that's that's important, and, and we, we spend a lot of time on that. But there's another aspect of – aspect of running the ball and, and doing what we're asked to do in protections. And so um, I'm real excited about, about the group. All right, we'll get you out of here on this coach. It just looks numbers wise. Like you are going to have an absolutely loaded position group this fall. It just looks like just the numbers wise. Uh, you mentioned the fact that you like their toughness. You said that everybody wants to talk about uh, how th- them catching the ball, the tight ends, the guys like Isaac Rex, all those touchdowns. What about you? What do you want to see from these guys as you move forward from string ball on into the summer when they re- rejoin you for fall camp? I, I want to see them, you know, get out and I want to see them throw as much as possible. We have three quarterbacks that are fighting for the starting job. I want them to, to throw as much as they possibly can with each one of those guys and, and get on a, I think the the reason that Isaac had such a good year last year was because he and because Zach trusted him. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach would put the ball where Isaac could go get it. I mean, he didn't, he didn't hesitate. And I think that that the number one thing as far as catching the ball is we need to um, get in with these quarterbacks and get on the same page, become um, reliable. Um, so they know where we're going to be, uh, that we're where they want us to be. 
uh, how they like us to run the routes. I think if we can come into camp being on the same page and not um, having to go through those learning uh, pains that you go through with a new quarterback, I think that would be the number one thing I'd want them to do. Besides that, coming in on, in shape and at their goal weights and, and strong and all those other great, <laughs> great things that they need to, they need to, they, and they know, they know what they need to do to, to come in and be ready to go. All the coach speak, right? I just do, just do what you're all the, to co- do. all the boring coach speak, but you know, it's true. You know, it is, it's, it's, it's boring, but it's true. I mean, they, they, uh, and they, they did a good job of, of being on the same page for, for spring. Now it's, it's real, football we got a game against arizona we got to be ready to go um and and not have those learning pains happen um and we should be getting those out now and in the summer well coach can't thank you enough for taking some time to join me here looking forward to catching up with you down the road okay Thank you. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. There you have it. Steve Clark, BYU's tight ends coach. Cannot thank him enough for taking the time to join us here on the show. By the way, if you guys didn't hear that, there's a little tidbit in there. What did he just say? Three quarterbacks battling for the starting quarterback job? Well, he didn't uh, slip up on that. I can tell you this much. Uh, talking with some people that have been at practice all spring long, it appears that Soljay Maiava has fallen back out of the rotation a little bit with regards to the quarterback derby. Uh, based on what I am hearing, it's down to the three guys you would think it would be up to. Baylor Romney, Jaron Hall, as well as Jacob Conover. And I'm telling you right now, based on my conversations with BYU uh, personnel who I have talked to, as well as my practice, its insiders. I would be surprised at this juncture if it were anybody but Jaron Hall starting game one against Arizona. Can Jaron Hall stay healthy? Obviously, that is the million dollar question that nobody will really know until the season gets going and he proves what he can do on the field. But nonetheless, uh, not interesting to hear Coach Clark acknowledge that and I followed up on it, asked some people about it, and yes, Soljay Maiava is not necessarily out of the running completely, but he is not getting as many reps as the other three guys, speaking of Conover, Romney, and Hall. And And at some point, you did need to cut down a little bit. They will cut it down even further once fall camp begins. Uh, Still a few more practices here in the spring to go. Uh, If you didn't hear, by the way, the the open practice Friday has been moved to the indoor practice facility. It was done out of an abundance of caution with regards to the impending weather, it appears, on the forecast, as well as player safety concerns is what was acknowledged. So the open practice will not be an open practice. Fans will not be in attendance. The IPF does not have the capacity for fans to be there. I'm not even sure us as the media will now be at that practice. We've not been in practices all spring, and it was going to be our chance, speaking of the media, to see them on Friday. We'll see if they open it up for us. I have my doubts, but I'd be happy to be pleasantly surprised with regards to that. But nonetheless, if you did buy tickets for it, you should be seeing a refund on your account automatically. Uh, You shouldn't have to necessarily call or have to do anything to get that money back. So unfortunate news, there's no doubt about it. I know many of you are probably excited to be among the 7,500 fans who are going to be at Lavelle Edwards Stadium to watch the Cougars Friday night, but as it stands, you'll have to wait until this fall to finally see the Cougars on the field. But nonetheless, uh, we move forward now. We'll have plenty more throughout the week as we round out this week. Uh, Pro Day on Friday. Excited to hear from guys like Zach Wilson, Matt Bushman. Man, there's just a bevy of guys. I think 14 guys in all in BYU's Pro Day. Maybe a few 
few other guys from other universities that they're trying to get their looks as well. So we'll talk about that later on this week. We also need to take a look at BYU's basketball roster. Some interesting news with regards to potential, uh, what we'd say, transfer portal targets. Mark Pope has proven that he is not afraid to shoot for the stars when it comes to high-level transfers. Matt Harms was the most recent example of that. We'll examine that more on tomorrow's show as well. So until then, have a great rest of your day. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, please. Follow me on Twitter if you'd like to as well. Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter handle. Or email the show. It is a Twitter Thursday tomorrow. If you've got questions, send them in now at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. I know hashtag Twitter Thursday means I'm supposed to hold the Twitter, but you know what? You email us a thought. Happy to work it in as well into our mailbag segment on Thursdays. All right, that'll do it. Have a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 24th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.